Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. I'm so excited to share episode number 57 of our podcast with you. Today, you're going to hear from Coach Stephen Bird. Coach Bird's currently defensive back, safeties coach at Highland Park High School here in the Dallas area, one of the most successful high school football programs in the state of Texas. He's got a powerful story. He's an incredible man of God, number one. He's married. They have three daughters. Just, a, again, incredible testimony, accepting Christ at age 17 and just how God has transformed his life, transformed who he is today, and his passion for making Christ known and using coaching as a ministry. So I'm just excited for you to hear from Coach Bird. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Coach Bird. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. You bet. I always like to start these with uh, just a little bit about your background. I know there's a lot of listeners that may may not be familiar with you and your background, so I thought it'd be good if you'd tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, your maybe about your family growing up, and then um, your family today. Yeah, absolutely. I um, this is my eleventh year coaching, uh, fifth year coaching at Highland Park, Dallas Highland Park. Um, originally from Waco, Texas, my wife and I, and uh, went to uh, went to the University of Mary Hart Baylor. Um, we have three beautiful daughters. Uh, eight, six, and two, uh, Kenley, Cambry, and Kyler. They're all girls, and uh, my wife and I have been married for about 12 years now, uh, going on 13 uh, in May. And so, um, coach safeties and, uh, at Highland Park, and, um, and obviously we've had a, a pretty good run over the last few years, and uh, we're very fortunate to be here uh, with some great kids and great coaches. That's awesome. So let's, uh, before we talk some of your your coaching and sports background let's let's talk about your faith for a moment um did you grow up in a family of faith and then at what point did you decide you know what there's nothing I can do I need to I need a personal relationship with Jesus yeah I, I did not I, I did not grow up in uh in the church my parents mm. uh, when I was two when I was two divorced and uh and so we didn't really go to church um at all and so my dad, whenever I was five, uh, remarried, and he started to uh, to attend church in Waco. Uh, my mom lived in Arlington, and you know, I, I stayed with her and visited my dad on the weekends uh, occasionally. And um, so for me, it was you know I would attend church whenever I visit him, but I so I knew about Jesus and I knew what Jesus did, and uh, probably like a, a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, knew of him, had, had knowledge of him, but I didn't I didn't have a true relationship with him until I was 17 years old, and so. Uh, at that point, actually, I went to go live with him, and uh, and so I was a a good student and uh, loved playing sports in, in high school, and it felt like I had a, an opportunity to do some things uh, beyond that. Um, but as far as uh, making wise decisions off the field, uh, I didn't really do that. And so, uh, whenever I went to go live with him, he sent me to a small private school that I did not want to go to, and hmm. uh, it turned out to be the best thing that could ever happen to me. And so there was a coach there uh, that really invested in me. And, uh, and and then there was a, a young lady that was in, in my class, too. She was a, a pastor's daughter, and uh, she invited me to church as well. And so between the two, uh, I, I gave my heart to Christ uh, truly, genuinely had a, had a, had a, a faith at 17 years old. And, uh, and so I started to attend church, and uh, yeah, there's just kind of taken off from there. That's awesome. And you mentioned uh, playing sports in high school. I take it as a coach, you probably played lots of sports growing up. And at what point um, 
you know, did, did that love for sports translate into, I want to be a coach? Yeah, so, I mean, growing up, I mean, I always had a, had a huge love. I mean, you mimic players, watching them on TV and, and doing those things in the backyard. And so, uh, me and my dad, we, we would, I mean, he, he played all sports with me. And so, we made everything a competition. So, I mean, mm. whether it was putt putt or, you know, playing, playing basketball in the backyard or, you know, throwing the ball around. In the front yard, I mean, we, we constantly just did those things. And so, I mean, I played basketball, baseball, and, and football in high school, and I even dabbled a little bit with golf. Uh, I think I think 17-year-old me was better at golf than 5-year-old me. Uh, but besides that, but, but I played all sports in high school and, and just really, uh, really loved sports. That kind of mixed whenever I realized I wanted to be a coach, whenever I, I realized that the impact that my coach had on me mm. at that small private. And so once I got to uh, to college, I you know started my freshman year, uh, really unsure of what I wanted to do in college. Uh, but then it, it kind of dawned on me the impact that Coach Ackerman had on me in high school, and, and uh, you know I knew that I really wanted to make a difference in, in at least one student's life in my lifetime. And, uh, and so to have that opportunity, I just kind of jumped in. And so my love of sports and uh, my desire to kind of make an impact, and that's how I became a coach. So why, what made you, or is there any reason why you chose to the football route? Um, you know, I, I really, I wish I was, I really love the the strategy and the relationships that you build in football. And mm-hmm. not that you don't get that in any other sport. Uh, I just, for me, it's just kind of like uh, the grind. Yeah. Week to week, the planning. Uh, the repetition mm. that you get, uh, the drill work that you get, all the all the things that you do uh, in football, and, and all the things that go into having a having a good team. Uh, I love building the relationships there, and uh, and then obviously the X's and O's are, are just really fun for me to be able to, um, you know, just kind of try to figure out. But it's uh, but beyond the X's, it goes beyond the X's and O's. It's just the relationships that you have with the kids, and the relationships you have with the coaches, and just the whole team. Uh, you know, aspect of a football of, of a football game that, that it just uh, it really intrigues me. And so, I mean, everybody doing their part. And so, we talk about that all the time in our program. Uh, you know, everybody coaching their part, saying the same things, doing the right things, and practice. And then you come together and you put it all together uh, throughout the week. And on Friday nights, you get to go out there and see your uh, your finished work. And so, uh, but then afterwards, you get to celebrate as a team and you know, kind of go through the highs and lows as a team. And it's just just there's nothing like it, and uh, and so uh, that's that's what's really intrigued me about the game of football and uh, stuff. So. Yeah, and in your current position at Highland Park High School in the Dallas area, y'all have had a lot of that, a lot of opportunity to celebrate success. So talk about um, the success that you've experienced there in that program, and maybe even pressure that is associated with being a, a football coach at at a place like Highland Park because you're coaching um, a highly successful program where the expectations are high, and you're also coaching under a legend, Coach Allen. So talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, there's first of all, there's just there's no one like Coach Allen, mm. and and, uh, and I'm, I'm thankful for him and the man that he is. And, uh, you know, it was really intimidating. The, the day that I actually took the interview to come up here, um, I was actually interviewing for a ninth grade football position, and so I was going to kind of – move up here to take this opportunity and uh and, and really whenever i came in to uh to interview with him 
it was uh, it was intimidating because I knew so much about him on the outside. Mm. Uh, but getting to know, getting to know him, I mean, he, he surpasses what you think from the outside. I mean, he's just a man of character and uh, the way that he treats his, treats his coaches and his players, and uh, you know, it's just it's unbelievable. And so, uh, so really love him, and, and he's created a culture here um, that just kind of trickles down. And so the, the men that are on the staff are are unbelievable. Mm. And, uh, you go to go to battle with them any day of the week, and uh, good godly men, and, uh, but men that just are, are good at what they do, and, uh, and and they care about kids. And so, uh, so so coming here, it's really really the relationships that you have with everybody. It's it's, it's, you know, it's pretty unbelievable. But but the uh, the it makes the, the the grind throughout the course of the year and the pressure and all that stuff makes it even uh you know it makes it worthwhile because when you show up here you don't want to let each other down. And so I mean, you're going to show up and you're going to do your job. And so the pressure is that you don't want to let the, the, the coach cross from you down. You don't want to let the players down. You don't want to let the community down. And, and you're able to handle that in, in perspective with, with your faith as well. You're able to handle that um, with a, a piece that you know that they're supporting you and that you're doing this for a bigger purpose too. And so, uh, so anyway, but yeah, we're, we, we've, we've enjoyed some success around here. And, uh, and I would say that that's, a, that's largely in part, uh, largely in part of, uh, of, of the, uh, the culture that Coach Allen's created. Um, yeah. That's good. So just from an athletic standpoint, is there an athlete or, or two that you've coached um, in, in your time at Highland Park that just really stands out to you and just from just their pure athletic ability and success? Yeah, uh, this past year we've had an un- we had an unbelievable group, and I mean you- you've seen so many. We- I've seen so many amazing athletes, mm-hmm. young men. Uh, the one thing around here is that you don't have to really coach effort. I mean these kids are driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, they-, they make us look a lot a lot better, but they uh, they're unbelievable uh, the way that they compete around here, and, uh, and we'll run through a brick wall for you. Um, uh, and so this past year we had we had four amazing, uh, five amazing. Uh, DBs and uh, and so I mean we you know that they were able to go out there and, and athletically uh, do some do some amazing things and uh, and so uh, so yeah we had a we had a couple safeties that were hundred tackles and wow we had two corners two corners that had thirteen picks one of them had nine picks and just committed to to Arkansas and so I mean uh, just just a ball hawk and then I mean we had guys that were were behind them too that were just amazing that that subbed in at some pretty key times and uh and so so yeah i mean I, i'd say this year's db group you know it was unbelievable it was so deep and uh and you know whenever we needed them the first game of the year actually we we played uh, a tough rock wall opponent and uh and, and coach webb does a phenomenal job over there uh but we're out there and we had you know cramps like crazy and uh and our kids just started cramping up and just the next got up is, is kind of our mentality and, and so we're able to see all of them almost at that point in the mm. game, and they jumped up there at one point or another and, and made big plays. I mean, we had a, a backup senior cornerback that comes up and makes a big play in the back of the end zone. We had a, a backup safety that was able to come in and, and play the rest of the second half and uh, try to limit their, uh, their their passing attack. And just the, uh, I, I, I don't want to single out one person. Right. Just it took, it took everybody at, at some point or another this year, and, and, uh, and they all did their job and they did it really well. But um, yeah, this group is pretty amazing. That's awesome. Now let's talk about maybe the spiritual side. You know, you being a, a strong man of faith on, on the coaching staff, is there an athlete that you've seen maybe that uh, God placed you there 
for a certain time to, to really pour into an athlete? You've seen God work through you in an athlete's life. Yeah, I, I think uh, this year the, the biggest win that we had uh, that I had uh, didn't happen in the, the last game of the year. It happened uh, in round three of the playoffs. Um, you know, I had a, had a young man that was going through a lot at home mm. and, uh, and uh, facing a lot of challenges there, and and uh, and kind of lost lost a li- lost it a little bit on the on the field. And uh, and after the game, I thought he was coming up to me to talk to me about what took place on the field and uh, and everything. He said, "Coach, I need to talk to you." I was, I was like, "All right, let's talk." And so after after we did our celebrations and we had our our meeting at the, after the game, uh, everybody kind of went on, went on their way, and he stuck around. And we talked a little bit, and, uh, and but he, I, I thought he was going to talk to me about what took place on the field, and uh, and it wasn't. He wanted to talk about his faith and uh, wanted to have a faith, uh, and he knew he needed one. And, uh, and so we talked about Jesus, and uh, mm. so they both share, share the gospel with him. And uh, and from that point, he just uh, uh, you know made his uh, put his faith in Christ. And, Trusted him, and then we uh, we hooked him up actually with one of our coaches that goes to a church nearby over here, and, uh, and he was able to go with uh, a friend and, uh, and one of the coaches at the church on Sunday, and so we were able to try to get him plugged in beyond that. So not just uh, getting a, having a faith in Christ and, and understanding what what Jesus did for him, uh, but then also been able to uh, to get him plugged into a community, hopefully to to be able to grow. And so for me. Uh, and my wife, we talk about it all the time. Our biggest, our biggest win this year didn't take place on the field. It took place in the locker room after uh, after a round three victory, uh, but, uh, but a bigger victory for the kingdom. Wow, that is incredible, especially at a you know. I mean, you don't want to say it's any bigger than anywhere else, but yeah, when you're on a winning streak and the appearance from the outside is everybody has it all together, you know, and you're celebrating. But to know that after a game and the celebration's over, there's a young man. Crying out to Jesus—that's that's amazing. Um, yeah, it it just kind of sends chills down my spine just hearing you hearing you share that story. Um, I know you had shared it over over email earlier, and I read it about five or six times, and just almost fighting back tears because thinking about the impact that of coaches. And I have a a, a freshman now, and he loves football, and just you know it makes me even grateful for the men like you and his coaches that that do sacrifice a lot of time away, you know, to pour in. And I'm just thankful for godly coaches that make themselves available and, and see it bigger than the score on the scoreboard, that it really is a soul. Every every person is a, you know, matters. And that's, that's powerful. Amen. So a little bit more about your career, um, if you don't mind. What would you say um, would be a – a, a greatest accomplishment so far? I know you're still a younger coach and got a lot ahead of you, greater days ahead, but so far in your career, what would you say is is, a, is the greatest accomplishment? You know, I, I think that um, there was a lot of unknowns. I started my career off in Waco, Texas, and so, uh, you know, I was really ambitious. Uh, I wanted to move up fast, um, and I didn't really understand what it took to be a, a coach, really. You know, I, I knew a lot. Of, I knew a lot about the game, and I knew mm-hmm. that I could have influence with people, with young people. But I didn't know. I didn't know what it took to be a coach. Because I mean, there's so much more than just X's and O's, and uh, you know, I mean, there's just a lot to it. And uh, and so I wanted to just try to like jump up the the, the ladder as fast as possible. Mm. And uh, and that didn't work out for me in Waco. Uh, you know, I met a lot of great people, and and, and uh, but I think I 
I think I was so focused on the end goal that I didn't really just learn the process and invest a lot of time in what it took to uh, to build a career as a coach. And and so whenever I whenever we decided to, to get outside of Waco and, and kind of move to the Metroplex, I had reached a point in my career where I was like, I just want to learn. And so the opportunity to come here um, is probably my the greatest thing that could have ever happened in my mm. career. It is it is the greatest thing that could have ever happened in my career. Um, uh, because when I came here, I learned what it took to be focused on the details and the small things uh, as as a coach. And uh, and so learning all those things from Coach Allen, and I could just go down the list of every other coach that, that's here that's qualified to be a coach in the state of Texas. Um, you know, I, I learned I learned something new literally almost every day from somebody, and uh, and you're always pushed. My greatest accomplishment would be being here mm. at Highland Park and going, going up the ladder the right way. And so going from a ninth grade coach to now being a DB coach here at Highland Park and understanding what it takes um, and, uh, and having a, a full understanding of that and then how, how to raise up people underneath you um, it's just has been so amazing. And, and I've been very fortunate and blessed to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So what about um, kind of flip that a little bit, maybe – hate to say the word disappointment, but maybe greatest challenge you faced um, in in your career so far. Uh, yeah, the, the the greatest challenge was just on the on the other side of that. I mean, it was just the uh, you know the learning how to mature through all this and not mm-hmm. really having having the uh, the right understanding of what it what it took. And uh, and so I think that. In hindsight, I mean, there's a there's a, a lot of things that I wish I would have done differently early on, uh, but I'm also thankful for um, the fact that that God's been able to place us here, um, so that I can truly learn uh, the discipline that it takes to uh, to be a coach and uh, just to kind of you know become the 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 person I'm supposed to be uh, for for young people as a as a coach. So, uh, but yeah, that disappointment that early on in my career, I think that would be the the biggest disappointment for me. Our biggest challenge. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the grind um, of what it takes to be a, a football coach in the state of Texas. You also mentioned your wife and three daughters. So that's a lot to balance. Uh, I mean, you don't just coach football. I mean, football in uh, in Texas is a year-round sport, um, even though, you know, there's some a lot of limitations on practice. But with off-season conditioning, I mean, it's just so much to it. And then yeah. I know you're coaching JV baseball, so that's something else on your plate. So how do you balance the demands of your career with uh, being a husband and a dad? Yeah, I mean, and, and when I get home, I mean, the most important thing to me is I have to be 100% there. So we, we always say that you have, you have to be 100% coach, you have to be 100% teacher, but also have to be 100%, 100% husband and, 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 mm. uh, and father. And so whenever I get home uh, – those demands are important. So, I mean, like, uh, you know, two hours on a given night, you know, before the kids go to bed or an hour before the kids go to bed, uh, I have to be all in whenever I get there um, to, uh, to make sure that I'm giving them my attention and playing with them. And you got to find the energy to do that uh, whenever you get home. And, you know, the time off, the time that you have off, you have to make sure that you're investing it wisely uh, to, to, to them. So it's, uh, you know, try to find something that they want to do or take them somewhere and just make sure you're doing those things. But, but most importantly in all this is that with, with uh, our girls, uh, my wife and I uh, find it really important to uh, 
make sure that we're pouring identity in them too. Mm. And so they understand who they are in Christ. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's probably the thing that I, that I pray about the most for them uh, as young girls. And so I'm going to have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old now that are in school. And, you know, uh, while they're there at school, you know, we just, we want to make sure that they're able to stand no matter what happens. And so being able to you know, share their faith with their friends, but also to know their faith and to, uh, to make sure that they know who they are in Christ and, and know how mommy and daddy see them, but also know how God sees them um, is the most important thing. So, you know, the little moments to be able to teach them those things, I, I think that you can, you can preach at your kids, but also think that uh, it would be a lot better if you could just show them who they are uh, through uh, through conversations and, and through activities and things like that, and being able to read read scripture with them, and, mm. and uh, but also show them who they are and uh, through through conversations. And so doing that, and then helping mama every now and then with uh, just natural things like discipline and cleaning and yeah. taking a load off her. Because she's a she's a champion uh, for me, and so she's uh, she's my biggest fan in the in the stands. And, uh, so when she gets there, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, or whenever I get there at home, I have to make sure that I'm supporting her and trying to take some, some of the load off of her because she's, uh, she's carrying this load for, for six months for us throughout the course of a football season. So yeah, she's a warrior and a lover. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's, and I know it does. It takes a special, I can only imagine it takes a special woman to be a coach's wife, especially that understands not just the grind, but that. The coaching is your ministry as well, so you know that yeah, embraces uh, that part of it too. So that that's awesome. Yeah, you, you took the words out of my mouth, and I mean, it, it, she, we do view it as a ministry, and so for her, it's, uh, she knows what we're doing is important, and and, uh, and what's amazing about her is that she tells that to the kids too. Mm. They just know and they that like what we do is is a ministry, and what Daddy's doing right now is a ministry, and so they see it. Uh, they see it as that. And so if you were to ask them right now, that's what they would tell you. And, uh, and so that's that's a, that's because of her and, uh, and how she's able to communicate that with them. And so they don't think that daddy's just uh, goofing off playing football out there with some uh, some boys. But they're, yeah. uh, they're, they're he's a part. That's uh, awesome. You know, the gospel. Yeah, yeah. And, that's an incredible perspective, though, because it'd be I can imagine as a kid, um, if I was a kid and my dad was always gone at least for six months of the year, it seemed like he was never home. It would be hard to sometimes to stomach that, right? I mean, daddy's spending more time with other, other people's kids than me, but to, to teach them that it's not just a job, that it is that ministry, that's powerful, and that's something that I think will, will impact them for, for the rest of their life as well. That's good. So I want to ask you a little bit about um, the role sports plays in culture. Um, there's no secret that, um, you know, we live in a divided culture, um, but it seems like sports is one of the few ways that people can kind of turn a blind eye to, to race, socioeconomic status, um, even religion to, you know. Um, and so one of the things our organization, when we started, that's kind of what motivated us when we started in, in, in Alabama originally was just, you know, using sports as a vehicle to share the gospel, to share the hope and the power found in Jesus, but also you know, it does promote unity and kind of breaks down some racial barriers, if you will. So I wanted to ask you, in your experience in athletics, especially as a coach, how have you seen sports play that role um, with a group of guys that, you know, that may not all look the same and act the same, believe the same, but when they're together, you know, those walls are kind of torn down? Yeah, I I think that 
growing up as a kid, even playing sports with youth, I mean, it was, you're my teammate. And mm. so, I mean, we were, we were always able to, you know, in off-season workouts and push each other and stuff. I mean, you just saw each other as teammates. So, I mean, there wasn't really a, a socioeconomic status or a, a race issue. It was just always, you're my teammate. And yeah. so you're, you're putting on the same form as me. And, and I think that's, that's, in large part, that's, that's the, the role that, that athletics provides to, to younger people. Um, you know, they're able to be a part of something um, that's bigger than themselves. And so, I mean, we need to give up your time to, uh, to come up to early morning workouts or afternoon workouts throughout the summer, and then you come out here and you're, you're sweating in the, on the turf that's uh, you know, 110 degrees, and uh, you're grinding it out with each other and stuff, with, 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 with your brother on your right and your left. I mean, that puts you in a position right there to, to just kind of like focus on the bigger goals in front of you. And so going through adversity, going through uh, you know, good times, I mean, you're able to you know, take it all in at, with each other. Uh, you're not, you're not, you're not doing it by yourself. And so, you know, as a team, I, I think that's 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 the uh, that's, that's the biggest thing right there. So, yeah. Um, you know, all that I think sports plays. That's awesome. So, a lot of our listeners throughout, um, you know, various states, a lot of our student athletes from middle school, high school, college, and and coaches uh, that, that 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 listen to this. So, I want to ask. I like to ask coaches to offer some advice to student athletes and coaches because I mean you're you're in it every day it's not the um, easiest as it used to be if you will to to live out your faith in the school system as a in in, in your role as a coach but athletics is that platform you've experienced that um, so how how would you encourage a student athlete or a coach that says you know what I am a believer but I'm not sure how far to go or how to to be bold in my faith and my day-to-day um, activities, whether it is that athlete or coach. So how would you encourage them or what advice would you offer them to, to be bold? Yeah, this is the – at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to matter is what you do with Jesus. And uh, and so keeping that at the forefront of your your mind, uh, I think, is, is just always important that, that, uh, that his sacrifice for us is the, the most important thing. Uh, you know, as a believer. And so when you live, when you're able to do that, you're able to love God and love people. I think that's, that becomes the, the most important thing. So I would encourage, I would encourage coaches to, to live that boldly. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that the world is looking for an answer right now and we have the answer. And, uh, and so to be able to, to influence other people uh, on a day in day out basis, I think is the most important thing. And so, uh, you know, uh, obviously being able to, uh, to, to see kids, it doesn't matter where 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 I've been. Uh, every there's always kids that, that come up to you with with their problems and mm-hmm. what they're facing, and with an academic or with a relationship or or something like that. And you have an opportunity to be able to impart truth, and uh, and so and obviously doing it in a loving way. And uh, you know, and, and so being able to do that is, is, is the most important thing. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, like when you do that, you're going to have. Don't be surprised. You'll have more kids show up at your door. Mm. Have to uh, to seek advice from you because uh, because when you live it out boldly, they know exactly who to turn to uh, whenever whenever things aren't going right for them, and, and they know that you have the answer. And so, doing that, uh, and once you start to see that success, you'll feel even more confident as a young coach or a mm-hmm. coach that's doing this for the first time, stepping out and sharing their faith. So, um, I think it's that's uh, that's uh, probably the biggest advice that I give is just to be able to. to to share, share, share what you know is true. Mm. And, uh, and, 
That's good. That's good. So a lot of people have a life verse or favorite scripture. So I was going to ask you if you have a favorite verse or maybe one that God has shown you recently um, that you would share with us to, um, I, I know it to, would, would be an encouragement to, to hear a verse that's on your heart. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've, I've had, had several verses and stuff that we are, we've been able to share. Um, I think one that is, uh, one that we've, uh, we've recently just started putting up in our home and we had obviously the new year and stuff and we've prayed about what we've, what we've really felt like is, uh, most important for us, um, But for us, it's been uh, for us. It's been recently. It's been Lamentation three, uh, mm-hmm. twenty five. The Lord is good to those who depend on Him, mm. those who search for Him. Uh, verse twenty six. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord, and it is the, it is good for people to submit at an early age to yoke of discipline. Mm. So we've we've been uh, we've been preaching, uh, you know, just Lamentation three to our family and to our kids, and, uh, and just kind of taking that in. Uh, even more, and so this has kind of been our our verse that we've we've had at uh, at our home recently. Very good. I like that. That's a good reminder. I'm uh, writing that one down. Um, I, I always, I, you know, a lot of times it's it's easy to go to Proverbs or the New Testament. That's that that's a good one though. Just you know that God is God is good. If you know, as long as we're depending on Him, that's good. Very good. So the last question I want to ask you is. Uh, two words, the term all in. I mean, you see it all over sports. Um, Clemson's got it on their chin straps, and it's just that battle cry, if you will, of, you know, just always just giving it all. But there's also, I mean, that's also true in our walk with Christ. So what does it mean for you, Coach Bird, to be all in in your daily walk with Christ? What does that look like that, you know, would encourage um, others, you know, in their walk? Um, to me, it's, it's waking up with with, uh, with a thankfulness and a gratitude to Christ uh, for what He's done for us, or done for me, and done for us. And uh, it's a it's a choice. And uh, and so whenever I wake up in the mornings, um, you know, I, I have a reminder to my right, my wife, and I have a, three little reminders running around my house. And then you show up to campus, and you got you know a hundred plus students mm-hmm. that are that are dependent on uh, to be uh, to be who you're called to be. And so. For me, it's uh, you know, there's reminders all around, and so uh, that's a uh, it's something for me that I have to to make sure that no matter how I feel, whether it's you're not feeling well because you're under the weather, or not feeling it because your commute to work wasn't so nice, or you, know, you got a lot of paperwork once you get to once you get to work that you got to accomplish. It doesn't all those things don't necessarily uh, don't need to hinder who I really am, and so uh, God's blessed me with a with, with a great opportunity and. And so you wake up in the morning to, uh, to, to be thankful for what he's given you and uh, to go show, uh, show and share the gospel uh, with whoever you come in contact with and, and live, it out, you know, live it out authentically with, uh, with, with your, your other coaches and your, your players and, uh, you know, and, and share all those things. And, um, you know, and to be a great husband and to be a great father, uh, I think, is, is part of that. And, you know, we, we talk about that a lot. Uh, as well uh, with our players. I want them to see who I am with my wife and I want them to see who I am with my kids and, and hopefully even impart that beyond, you know, just the gospel who God's called us to be as husbands and fathers so that they can see hopefully something that influences them as they uh, as they grow and, you know, have a family of their own that they're able to see something 
uh, and what we have uh, as a godly family as well, too. So it's it's all encompassing. We all yeah. it's just to wake up every morning uh, uh, with a purpose. You have a purpose, and so uh, to, to live for Him and uh, you know share the the good news. Man, that's good. I like the one word I wrote down when you, as soon as you started talking was uh, you, you said you wake up, you know, with the thankfulness, but you said it's a choice. And that's a lot of times I need that reminder every day, um, you know, when I roll out of bed that I do have a choice whether I'm going to, how, how I'm going to view that day. And if I just, I know for me, you know, that, that can be a struggle at times. You know, you let work or something going on at home kind of bring you down or weigh on you. But, you know, it's my perspective, how I see that it is my choice. And that's good. And that, and that does determine the rest of the day. That's good. I like that. And, and, and there's something, one other, one other thing. Yeah. Since we emailed the other day, I had a, uh, uh, I had a, a friend of mine that, you know, my wife and I were talking about this just the, just the other day. I had a friend of mine that is uh, you know, a year older than me. He went to the small little private school that, that I went to, I graduated from, and uh, and he got he, he just received news that he has you know cancer, mm. and, uh, and so through through his his journey, his, I mean, he's, first of all, just amazing Christian man, and uh, loves the Lord with all of his heart, and uh, and has has a beautiful family, um, you know. But I mean, as he's walking through this. Um, I was, I mean, you, you, you kind of started to feel a little bit overwhelmed for him. Like, mm. you know, how, this is such a struggle for him. And he started, and we, we prayed for him and, and everything else like that. And, but to see that, see how he's responding to this, mm. uh, is just unbelievable. Uh, and, and my wife just the other day, you know, she was talking to a, uh, one of her kids, one of her kids' parents, she, she teaches fourth grade. Uh, one of her students, her parent, her mom has, has terminal cancer, uh. has, you know, days and weeks to live and so we we had a conversation at the dinner table the other night about this and you know it brought us to luke 15 4 and uh of, of the parable of the uh of the uh, the lost sheep and mm. if a man was has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost what will he do will he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it and uh and, and i we just we just encouraged each other at the table uh that you know, sometimes we get caught up in this mode of questioning our job and our church, our neighborhood, and maybe the season of life that we're in. But never forget that God has put us in an off place to be able to maybe, maybe just influence the one and maybe not the hundred. Wow. We're to influence the hundred. But maybe it's going to be the one that we're able to get through to. And so, I mean, there may be coaches right now, and I've felt this way in the past, that you may not feel like you're in the best place for yourself. Stuff, but maybe God's put you in that one one position for the for the one. Wow! One there, you need to be able to make an impact on it. So we just talked about it, and we just we decided at the dinner table the other night that man, every day is an opportunity, and we want to make the most of that one opportunity that we've been given us. And so, so I mean, even if you're at, if you're at Clemson and you're celebrating a, a national championship and everything's great, you know, influence the hundred. And if you're at a place that Maybe you're you're not feeling it, and it's not the you don't feel like it's the best place, and you're in this self-loathing place. Which there's, and there's times where we all go through that. Uh, and understand that God may have put you there to influence the hundreds, but it may just be for the one. Mm. And so getting your eyes on yourself and being able to get your eyes on other people, uh, I think, is really important there. That is good because it's very easy to get into the mindset, even in a church or. Uh, whatever job you have or just in your neighborhood that, yeah, you want to have the, it's all about numbers, the biggest impact. And so, yeah, it is that hundred, that, that hundred mentality. 
Um, although there are people called to reach the hundred, you know, I'm not, I don't want to minimize yep. that, but I think you're right. If we, if we change our perspective to the one, if everybody embraced the one, we could, we could change, we could change this world. I agree. Man, that's good. I, I agree hundred I like that. That's good stuff. And it, and it even goes with, I mean, like here, here, we've been, again, we've been very fortunate and blessed with the opportunity to have such great kids and coaches. And, and what we've done the last three years has been remarkable. But I always keep in the back of my mind, even after, even after we've won, that, you know, only 12, only 12 teams in the state of Texas win. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, rest, the, the rest of them, the rest of them didn't win that championship. But that doesn't make them less. It doesn't make us, I've been on that side too. It doesn't make your season, uh, you know, unsuccessful you know you you've made an impact on young people that that is going to potentially have an impact for for the rest of their lives and into the kingdom and so i mean just you know there's a lot of there's there's a lot of championship winning coaches and programs in the state of texas there's way more than just 12 and uh and so uh, a lot of good men and a lot of good christian men that are making an impact uh, uh on on young people and so you know they're impacting the one as well amen that's good stuff. Well, I know uh, I know this is a busy season for you, so I do appreciate um, you setting setting aside some time to to have this conversation and and share your story, share your faith, and encourage us. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. You bet. Wow, we covered a lot. So first, let me just want to give a huge thank you to Coach Stephen Bird for taking time of a busy schedule to to join us and to share his heart. And just share his journey through coaching, through his faith journey of accepting Christ at age 17, how God has radically changed his life, radically saved who he is. And just a reminder that we just always need to keep Jesus first, have an eternal focus. And when we do that, we're able to love God and love others. And that every day when we wake up, before our feet hit the floor, we need to decide to be thankful There's so many things that you and I can be thankful for every day. So that was just a powerful reminder. But my favorite part of that conversation was round three of the playoffs this last season. And a young man who is going through a terrible time at home, let it affect his play, approaches Coach Bird, who he thinks is going to talk to him about the on the field. And, And through a conversation in the locker room, after winning round three, in the playoffs, on the way to the state finals, 17-year-old bends his knee, humbles himself, and asks Jesus into his heart. And just hearing Coach Bird share that story just gave me chills. It gives me chills sharing it again. Just a reminder that no matter what kind of career we have, we're to be the light of Christ every day because there are people all around us that are broken, that are looking for the answer, and the only answer is Jesus, and we're to point them to Jesus. So just a lot in this episode to take away. I've got a, as, as I normally do, have a page full of notes. I wish I could go through them all. But thank you for listening. Um, share this episode uh, with a family member or friend, just somebody that needs to hear it. Thank you for Um, listening consistently. Thank you for sharing these. And the last thing I'm going to ask you to do is to go to iTunes, leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the greater the platform to continue sharing Jesus through this media. We always love hearing from you. 
through our social media, through our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. You can always keep in touch with us, find out who we are, why we do what we do, opportunities to pray for us, opportunities to serve with us, and opportunities to give. Again, thank you for listening, and until next time.